0: So an easy way to start with this is really what excites you. What are the things that kind of light you on fire, make you excited about, that make you, um, give you that boost of dopamine to help you get up in the morning and grind away? Why do you do what you do? Welcome to the Firefighter Craftsmanship Podcast, where we give you real tools to train ultimate humor performance, both on and off the emergency scene. I'm your host, Kevin Housley. Let's get to it. Firefighter Craftsmanship Podcast is brought to you by bruteforcetraining.com. Enter the code Firefighter Craftsmanship at checkout for 10% off your entire order. Brute Force Training provides unstable and odd object load training systems that are adaptable to meet whatever needs you want, and they will absolutely give you all that you can handle. Check out their new adaptive filler design, which allows customization down to five pound increments. This is a great option for ease of entry for yourself and your crew to get relevant odd object training that will help you perform on the emergency scene so bruteforcetraining.com and enter the code firefighter craftsmanship for 10% off your entire cart all right everybody welcome back to the firefighter craftsmanship podcast where we coach you to deal with the stressors of the job as a first responder as well as how to thrive off duty today's topic that we're going to cover is called athletic identity what is it and how do we build a healthy one So when we look at athletic identity, there's quite a bit of research around this and through my sports psychology programs, there's a lot of time and attention paid to this in the sports psychology world about how do we build healthy identities for athletes specifically. And this can easily transition over to emergency services or just everyday general life. It doesn't matter what career you're in, but especially emergency services as we can kind of see a slanted and at times an unhealthy identity or athletic identity. I'm going to use those terms interchangeably today. So really what is athletic identity? If we look at a definition from one of the most heavily researched or cited studies from Brewer, athletic identity is the degree which an individual identifies with the athlete role and that a person with a strong athletic identity interprets an event with an eye towards the implications for their specific athletic functioning. Then this is in Um, contrast to a person who maybe has a lesser athletic identity that they don't identify as clearly as to what are the implications if i succeed at this task or i don't succeed at this task with my actual identity athletic identity and even their personal identity and one of the interesting points in the article that'll be cited in the show notes is they describe athletic identity as either being their hercules muscle or an achilles heel So we can really build a positive framework around athletic identity, or we can also build a really negative framework around athletic athletic identity, and we're going to kind of dive into how both of those might uh, apply to us in emergency services. So once again, you'll hear me say this a lot, where you take a class from us, or you listen to this podcast regularly, or you read blog posts, et cetera, you're going to see this concept quite a bit um, from firefighter craftsmanship. And the fact is, awareness is foundational. And so if we don't really have a good positive awareness or any awareness at all as to what is our identity, um, what do we really identify with, what are the things that really um, excite us, um, all of those sorts of things, then it's really hard for us to either ebb and flow and make that a positive or a, a realize that there might be some negative connotations to that and, hey, we got some work to do. So take some time to do some introspection and write things down that currently define you as a person. And really be honest, right? If, if you think about, all right, well, what defines me? And you'll see this quite a bit in the fire service, especially with newer firefighters, is they are defined by their job. And sometimes this definition happens um, from other people, from an outside source in. And so we're gonna talk today a little bit about Others is impact on our identity as well. So first things first is awareness is foundational. So take some time, do some introspective work, really write down those things that define you, those things that excite you, um, and actually put pen to paper so we can kind of track these things as we start to try to grow these these principles. So an easy way to start with this is really what excites you. What are the things that kind of light you on fire, make you excited about, that make you... Um, the, give you that boost of dopamine to help you get up in the morning and grind away? Why do you do what you do? Why do you drive the kind of car that you drive? Why do you watch the TV shows that you watch? Why do you listen to the type of music? Like all of those things can play a significant part in what our identity actually is and those things that kind of make us up as individual people. So realize that athletic identity can absolutely be a positive thing. It can be positive for your individuality. It can be positive for you as a member of a team. And I think that you know a very positive thing, especially in emergency services, is we're part of a larger group, whether that's your crew or your partner, um, or your shift battalion, your department, or even emergency services as a whole, that we're driving towards a larger purpose or a goal that is um, something grander than ourselves. And this is something that we can really be celebrated and, and be proud of. And I think that's where maybe a little bit of this athletic identity gets a little bit off kilter is that um, we understand that there's a greater drive to do what we do and we can actually have a positive impact in somebody's day. And so we start to, to attach our personal value and our personal worth to this entire overall mission. So what is others' impact on our identity? And if you notice, as soon as you got into emergency services, especially as firefighters, as soon as you got the job offer, you might not even been to one single day of Fire Academy yet, and you certainly hadn't taken the oath of office yet. You started to get introduced by friends, family, at events, parties, things like that, as, hey, this is my buddy, uh, Kevin, he's a firefighter. And so others really have a huge impact on our identity when it's a verbal sort of thing like that, where they tie your occupation to who you are as a person, or anytime you go to a party and, oh, hey, what do you do? And our identity as a kind of a culture, a systematic culture, a lot of times is um, tied to that in small talk and things like that. But we can really kind of live and breathe of, hey, this is what I do. So that is who I am. And like I mentioned, there's some positives to that, but there's also some negatives to that as well. But if we look at others' impact on our identity on a much grander scale, a lot of our identities have been created for us. And as we become um, maybe teenagers and had a little bit of of a revolt towards um, the systems of power, or as we became adults and we actually realized, hey, it's my turn, I get to choose who I wanna be. Um, maybe we've taken a look at that and, and what is, what are some of those positive identities that I have and what are some of those things that I really would like to change. We have to realize that some of our identity has definitely been created for us by other people. For sure, the family dynamic has created some of our identity. Teachers along the way have created positive and negative aspects of our identity. Coaches and in emergency services specifically, I'm going to speak specifically to the fire service and things that I've seen with my own eyeballs um, we have trainers and and training cadres in some departments across the country that are doing some amazing stuff, and we have some training cadres across the country that could use a little bit of work. And as leaders in the fire service specifically or emergency services, we just have to realize when we're educating newer folks, we're stepping up to teach, uh, which I hope all of that all of you are that. The way that you handle yourself, the words that you use, the actions, discipline, how are we teaching basic skills, how are we addressing failure, all of those things start to develop that firefighter or that emergency services personnel's identity within the career. And that can morph into an unhealthy personal identification and a a misallocation of, of what is actually important. So as you're doing some of that introspective work, also take a look at like, well, why why do I do these things? Or why am I driven towards these things? Uh, Maybe it is a calling. Or maybe it's something that I'm trying to prove somebody right, somebody wrong, something along those lines. So you'll start to see maybe some positive tenets within your personal identity, your athletic identity, your career identity. Um, But you're also going to identify some opportunities of like, oh, okay, I kind of see where that's coming from as leaders in the fire service and in emergency services, we have an impact of those around us. So if you're a company officer or you're a patrol sergeant or anything like that, you really can kind of set the tone for your crew or your battalion or division, whatever you call it. And you start to help develop the identity for those who are under your charge. And this is a pretty big responsibility if we take kind of a detached perspective and look at this of, wow, how do I develop positive identities that are meeting the mission statement that are allowing people to be creative within those identities, that are allowing people to, um, to challenge the status quo, to address failure in a positive way, to go out and deliver awesome emergency services on every 911 call that happens. And how can we allow people to really kind of grow and ebb and flow within these things that we're trying to do? So just realize that you do have an impact on those around you. And uh, again, like you've heard me say in this podcast before, that doesn't matter if it's your first day on the job or you've been a longtime veteran 30 plus years on the job. All of you have impact and influence on those around you. And it really kind of ties pretty closely into identity. So what are some ways that we can identify or develop healthy group or team identities? Um, Well, one of those is, you know, for... Those of you in the fire service, you want to be the crew that everyone is happy to have on the scene. You want to be the crew that's known for having really good, solid, basic skills. That if something's going awry, that your engine or truck company shows up and you're like, "Oh, thank goodness, this group is here." But we want to be—we want to make sure that that identity isn't just solely around basic skills, because we've all seen plenty of people that are really, really, really good at basic skills but they are a complete jerk to be around. So we want to be regarded as having great basic skills and being problem solvers. That's what we signed up to do. But we also want to be regarded as somebody that can be a mentor and a leader and, and somebody in a crew of people that are willing to take that extra step and really help out those around us, our peers, as well as, as the external customer. So who really cares, right? Who really cares what our athletic identity is? Why should we spend time to do this hard work? Uh, what does it really matter that I'm super proud and, and I identify as being, in my case, a firefighter? Well, what happens when you get injured or sick for a long period of time? You can't go to work for a long period of time because you have a, an injury or a sickness. What happens then? Or what happens when I get close to the end of my career? And I start looking at either transitioning out of the fire service or retiring. And that could be, you know, five years, that could be 15 years, that could be 30 plus years for some of us. What happens then? And we see this pretty consistently and there's some pretty scary research and numbers being thrown around about how quickly firefighters... Are dying after they retire, and I've seen some stats that are as soon as five years from when they retire is we're having a high percentage of firefighters that are are passing away, and that stinks, right? That's that stinks for sure. That's a that's a number that we need to look at. We need to make sure that those numbers are correct. Um, but even if they're even close to that, that's something that we really need to look at as emergency services personnel and figure out well what are the things that we can do to change some of those statistics and one of those things is positive identity and making sure that we have good healthy relationships around us that are outside of the work environment so I recently had a conversation with the senior firefighter who's looking at retirement and that was the big thing that they were concerned about is wow you know when I leave here I'm not going to have that sense of camaraderie and the teamwork and all of those things that I really, really still enjoy and appreciate. I know it's time for me to probably start looking at at transitioning out of the fire service, but there was a lot of fear around that very specific issue of, man, I'm going to lose a lot of this stuff. And that could easily be translated or could be tied to a, a misappropriation of what they're identity actually is. And so this is what Brewer would refer to as exclusive identity, and this can be a super big problem of it. There's nothing wrong with having a lot of pride and and honor and being excited about what you do for a living, um, but make sure that that is not the exclusive identity that you have. So make sure that you have other things that are outside of, of the occupation that you're really excited about as well, and you also put the same amount of energy and focus into. So whether that's being a a husband or a wife or a partner, or whether that's being a father, a mother, son, daughter, whatever that looks like for you personally, what are those things that you really want to pride yourself upon? And what are those things that you also want to be identified as personally, internally, as well as what your occupation is? Now, a few years back, I got to go to a a pretty cool charity event and the keynote speaker um, was a physician who was also an Olympic bobsledder. And this specific individual talked about how his entire identity was around training to make the Olympic team as a bobsledder. And they didn't do so well once competition came around and I don't remember the specifics, but it was either they didn't make the actual Olympic Games um, from the U.S. team side of it um, or at the Olympic Games, they didn't do well. And that's that's somewhat irrelevant. But when those games were over, so that really hard, dedicated work of training for four years on one goal, and then that goal didn't actually come to fruition. He went through a really, really rough patch of time with, with severe depression. He didn't know... Uh, what direction his life was going, um, lots and lots of personal struggle and strife around this. And it all came back to that he had an exclusive identity of being an Olympic bobsledder. And we'll see this quite a bit. There's a lot of research in sports around this. Um, There's quite a few good studies in relation to NFL specifically about athletes that have to get out of being a professional athlete and the mental pain and suffering that they go through when they have to transition out of that because that is what their identity was it was an exclusive identity of hey i'm really good at this activity i'm really good at this sport i've been really good at this sport and i've been highly regarded ever since maybe i was a little teeny kid and then the next day it's gone because of a long term injury or they got cut from a team or something like that and the the mental and psychological issues that occur from having a imbalance and an exclusive identity specifically. And we've all seen this in emergency services. We've seen somebody that quote unquote stuck around too long and when they left, it didn't work out real good for them. And you know, we've all seen people that are scared to leave the occupation, not necessarily because of financial implications, but because of all of the other positive things that a career in emergency services brings like camaraderie and things like that, being a part of a team. And this really is just a negative aspect of having a exclusive identity that is a hundred percent tied to the job. So the good news from all this, it's not all doom and gloom is we get to choose the narrative. You get to choose every single day what your identity is. And if you don't like what it is today, if you don't like what it is tomorrow, after you do some, some good introspective work, or you take a month or a couple months to work this out and figure out what truly defines me. What are the things that truly define me today? And then identify some of those opportunities to get better. You get to choose what that is, which is really, really cool. And no, it's not all uh, super easy to accomplish. And it's really easy for me to sit here and say, oh, well, you get to choose, just choose it to be better. No, we know that there's hard work associated with that. But the bottom line is, that is your choice on who you are, what defines you, and what are those things that you're going to really chase and put your energy within. So we've helped develop a resource that we call the Guiding Principles, and you can find a downloadable template for that in the show notes. And the Guiding Principles is just a very simple exercise to walk you through how this looks and how to kind of grow, ebb and flow, and have a critical eye towards this on a pretty consistent basis to make sure that you're meeting what those things are. You're doing the things that you say that you personally want to do from an intrinsic motivation standpoint. Um, And you can really dive into this even further if you'd like by taking the resilience for the emergency scene class. We have an entire section that's dedicated specifically to the guiding principles and identity and building relationships around that. So the takeaway resource really is first off, awareness is foundational. So become aware of what are your guiding principles. What is your identity? Where does it sit today, and where do you want that thing to be, actually be at, and in what sort of a time frame? And then how does that change as your life change? You have children, uh, you retire, you get promoted, all these big time life events. You change departments, you change careers. Like your principles. Um, Your guiding principles shouldn't really change that much if you actually identify uh, who you really want to be, or as Simon Sinek puts it, your why. And we've heard lots and lots of stuff about it. I'll link in the show notes as well, the famous Simon Sinek TED talk about start with why. And it's a great, it's a great visual representation of what we're talking about here. But you want to have a good quality sounding board of relationships of people around you that you can say, hey, here is what I want to be. This is, this is my guiding principles and this is what I'm striving to obtain every day. And you need to have those people that can say, yeah, you're crushing it. You're knocking it out of the park. Or they can help you get back on the track if you fall off the rails a little bit. Building routines that are healthy really helps with our guiding principles. And it's easier to build routines when we know why we're doing what we're doing. It's easier to build those positive, healthy routines with sleep, nutrition, hydration, taking time off, mindfulness practice, gratitude, like all those things that we know that are scientifically shown to increase things like happiness. It's a lot easier to do those things when we have identified why we do what we do. And then we can morph those positive tools into our everyday routines. As I mentioned, we're going to have uh, Guiding Principles downloadable, uh, and so just click on the show notes and that'll take you to that. You can download that and use that as a template. Make that template your own, make it better, give us suggestions on how to make it better, um, but really just get in there, do some of that quiet, introspective work, and and take a look and continue to grow. As I mentioned, we cover this a bunch in the Prezilians for the Emergency Scene class, And so in celebration of this podcast finally becoming a reality, we are offering 25% off of this class. And you just have to go over to firefightercraftsmanship.com forward slash training and enter the code podcast23, all one word, podcast23 at checkout to get that 25% off. So in conclusion, we know that this isn't easy work. And I'm not going to lie to you and sit here of, oh, this is going to be a super easy thing. It's going to be boring It's going to be a little bit stingy on some things that you're going to identify that you currently do, Um, especially if you have external sources help you develop some of these resources of how do I actually behave in these situations? And then you start to have an eye towards how can I behave in a way that I want to behave or be regarded in a way that I want to be regarded from an internal perspective, not necessarily only external forces. But it's hard. It's hard to lay out the time to do some of this work. Uh, but really the goal is to show up every day and do great work. And and in my opinion, this goal to show up and do great work every day doesn't matter if I go and I put on the uniform, but it also matters when I come home and I'm dealing with my family and my children and my wife and even myself, right? I want to show up for myself and I want to do great work and having really clear boundaries and really clear principles and a really clearly defined why. Has helped. Thank you for listening to the Firefighter to Craftsmanship really good podcast. And we a, give you it's real it's tools to train ultimate human performance, both and on and off the emergency scene. scene. So be intentional. You can find more information aware, on our webpage at firefightercraftsmanship.com. If, um, if you like what you're hearing, all the please classes share that We, this, we really offer. appreciate all. There's, there's you plenty of free resources and training on the site as well.
1: Let us reach out to us on social media, including Instagram
0: and Facebook. Really have a conversation and figure out how we can help you achieve your goals. Help us. So please help us. Stay smart. Send this to somebody that can make my benefit from it go ahead and smash. Uh,